Episode 8, Millennial Boom. Let's take it back 146,000 days ago. The greatest generation was is tagged by livingfacts.org. As a generation that was born before 1928, then you have the silent generation from 1928 to 1945, baby boomers from 1946 to 1964, Gen X between 1965 and 1980, the millennials, boom, here we are. The effects of change happens without us really being on course with it because we're living our lives individually, collectively, but there's things going on, industries, da-da-da, so forth and so on. So, as a baby boomer, the experience of being with the Gen X generation was not such um, an impact, but the millennials... That's a whole nother ball game. Up and coming will be the Gen Zers. And right now, the stage is being set for that next major change. And for those that recognize changes when they impact you or just when as you're observing life, think about it. It is phenomenal. So I had um, a chat. I always have chats about this. So someone, my dear friend, guest host with me for this episode, and it's to follow. Hi. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Excellent. We made it. Yes, we did. <laughs> okay. So can we start off by saying that... Uh, this is out of our era. <laughs> Use the era. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, welcome to my podcast. Thanks we're going to we're gonna jolt into this segment by um, actually starting off by just having simple conversation. We actually started talking about the topic before we figured this all out. But uh, so let's just, you know, get off Have the cuff. Have a conversation. Yeah. 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 Let's get off the cuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're we're baby boomers. So we're living we're living in the era of the new generations, the new generations after us and the new generations following the generation after that generation. So we're in a millennial atmosphere. But uh, Gen Zs are up and coming. And at this stage of your life, how do you perceive life going forward for you? Well, that's a great question. Life for me, um, in the space of a baby boomer, has... I have to tie the past and to the present and then to the future has always been rewarding. I've been the kind of person that just kind of, you know, took life by the horns as a youngster, um, had things to do, moving, moving, moving. Um, and 
as I am now, um, I'm more in a safe zone, um, but still willing to move about in the different things that I like doing, especially in my career. Um, and for me, for the future, I, I know that I have to actually, I feel like somewhat of an elder mentor to the millennials, um, to the definitely to the the Gen Zers because they are truly our future. Mm -hmm. So I see myself more as um, a person that can can be open to the the changes that they that that the world has for us, mm -hmm. um, and and just kind of remain positive, you know, kind of remain positive. And if I could in that mentorship kind of role, letting them know what it's it's like from um, coming from the baby boomer era. And I find myself um, compares, comparing um, the older people during my youth mm -hmm. and how they would want to help set the stage for any possible um, problems or either kind of help you in a direction of making decisions and I find that I really don't want to be that but I would rather kind of see where they are mm -hmm. because a lot of what we what we were introduced to was happening and nowadays a lot of what we were introduced isn't going on so it's, mm -hmm. it's for me it's more like I'm not trying to fit in, but I'm I'm also trying to see where they are. And then um if I have a opportunity to share with them or experience them and they experience me, that's pretty much how I want to do it. Mm -hmm. But in when it comes down to work now, that's that's a different um um, light. That's another way of looking at it. I oh, definitely. Say. Because definitely. that's where I think the problem, where we have the problem. Um, because but I, you know, I kind of think of it not just as a problem. That's that's the challenge because, you know, coming from a safe zone and my work experience has been, you know, you find a job, you stay on the job for however many years or longevity meant that you were really successful in, in, in completing or fulfilling your work life. Um, in today's work world, um, we are dealing a lot more with a five-year cap. You know what I'm saying? Where people tend to uh, cap out at five years and, but also mixing the two the different generations um, in the workforce. I mean, sometimes the challenges uh, that I've seen happen, they're saying the millennials don't want to listen. They don't take well to um, anything that an older worker may say because the results that they're looking for need to be immediate. And sometimes it's not the immediacy in the result. It's how you get there. Um, the baby boomers want to feel included in, in that. And there are certain things that the millennials just don't feel that, that the process is a bit too long. So if they can shorten that process to get to the result that they need, 
it's it's all well and good. And by the way, um, if I offended you on on you know in in any way on our way through this short journey and getting to what I need to, hey, I apologize. But that seems to be the biggest problem for me. Well, well, I think the climate of change is inevitable, whether it be environment, people's behaviors, that whole thing is so different. And like I said um, earlier, it's, it's about not giving them something because they, they don't adhere to things that they haven't been exposed to. So it, it's, it seems like we're, we're fighting a challenge. It's a, reintroduction into some basic principles is what it really is because they mm-hmm. don't know how to say uh thank you excuse me <laughs> everything is no problem for yes. them no problem i got you <laughs> so 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 it's it's an idea like um i'm listening to um the psych the psychologist uh correct me if i'm wrong someday um Brene brown and I'm listening to an audio book about her and um, how she's introducing the emotions that we don't use to corporate America. She has a um, project workshop going on and we rely on four emotions, mad, mad, sad, happy, pissed off. Mm. But there's there's other things, there's other emotions that we encounter that we need to pay attention to and navigate through but we always want to immediately exchange whatever we're feeling in that moment without actually understanding what it is experiencing it but even more like i said with the the change the climate change and how they don't behave in the work environment do you think it's the responsibility of us or is it a responsibility of the company knowing that intergenerationally that's going to be the atmosphere? Well, that's, that's a great question as well. And I, being, being that I've worked, I work in the human resource area at a communications company. um, There is something that we call employee relations and that segment of human resources actually deals with employee behaviors. Um, it's a very active department in terms of receiving um, requests from managers and supervisors of, uh, to the HR staff, asking them how to help them manage specific behaviors. So ultimately, the companies have um, codes of conduct that that are are supported by the HR employee relations division, mm. and if employees are acting out of conduct or out of their behaviors are are opposite of what the code of conduct is actually requesting, that's when they engage the staff for HR. So the behaviors, uh, you know, have changed. I mean, like I told you, it's a very active department because sometimes, um, you know, individuals, uh, you know, they they just engage in conflict because of age, because of not knowing that things that you say can be overheard by someone and Mm. offend them. 
um, just in in general, um, saying things directly to their coworkers, not having the exposure and just saying things off the cuff can be inappropriate in 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 certain work situations. So, you know, I mean, it's a responsibility of the person to adhere to the company policies that are in place. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's up to the company to let the employee know that, listen, there is a code of conduct. You cannot say certain things to people in certain instances, you know, this isn't considered to be an inappropriate behavior. So, but that, like I said, that employee or all employees need to understand that and adapt accordingly in in the environment well you know what would be interesting to find out how the entrepreneurial workplace the entrepreneurial owner of a of a um, business um how do that type of work environment how it works if it's because you know they create atmosphere that they that they can um have like minds within so because a lot mm-hmm. of times well, even this anchor, I believe that there's millennials that started this up. So do mm-hmm. they have a, you know, it would be interesting to find out the entrepreneurs that have like a place where people come in and they have a start of day or whatever like that. I wonder if it's a traditional type atmosphere. They can come in and they can be on their phones or whatever, even if it's not work related. You know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if, in companies that um, have a responsibility to report everything, you know, like the discrimination policies, you know, all these policies, they usually go with companies that are very large, but with more so um, individually owned businesses. I'm wondering what type of atmosphere um, do they work under? Well, you know, I mean, even in large companies, um, a lot of the large companies, depending upon the position that you're in, if you're on the phones uh, in a call center environment or if you're constantly on the phones, um, I'm going to take this as an example. You may you may not be able to wear head headsets or earphones um, to listen to music or to uh you know, let's just say just to listen to music. Now, in a entrepreneurial environment, depending upon the service that they're providing, similarly to a big company, if it's going to be on the phones, you might have a more relaxed environment in terms of dress code, in terms of, um, you know, how you're answering your phones, different things of that nature. So I think what I've seen is on the entrepreneurial side, things are a lot more relaxed based on what they're actually doing. And if the ownership of the company wants to formalize certain things more like a larger company or, you know, they have that opportunity. But from what I've seen, it is a lot more relaxed than what a large company may have. Now, at the same time, I think that the companies are allowing, if you're not on the phones, in my company, you are able to wear headsets, headphones as you do your work. 
just as long as you are not interrupting anyone else. Right. So they, they um, try to make it a uh, comfortable right. environment. They try to make it as conducive yeah. as possible to a more modern work environment. Mm. Well, um, but I think it's a great question. I think that, you know, you can do some additional um, podcasts maybe around that and, and get some of the millennial feel yeah, I, for what they want. I'm going to meet someone that has a, um, that's operating a, um, individual business with a small workforce and Mm -hmm. um just to know just to know because i'm curious (laughs) because one of the things Mm -hmm. is um being an older adult and being in the environment i'm in for x amount of years i've been cut off from um the world changing within my work life Mm-hmm. So the other part, the other things that I'm exposed to that are changing within the old workplace that I've been in for a number of years, I don't feel the greatest effects because we're still, I'm in the same industry, but mm-hmm. I think um, I I'm just a little excited and also a little there's a little angst about going out into the new world so to speak because mm. because of some of the challenges with having to deal with a new a different generation with a different set of principles a different outlook you know and being exposed to them and just finding it a little odd that they behave differently or don't take the same considerations that I've been used to. Well, do you find yourself experiencing that in your current work location? I mean, because I I personally have, as an older adult, I I have been experiencing that as well. So I, I think that, and I understand the angst that you would have because what you don't want is to, um, interject any kind, you you don't want to be so rigid around having work relationships with the entrepreneurs or any kind of entrepreneurial um, segment in your life that would intrude or interrupt your flow. So, you know, as older adults, I think that we're actually experiencing some of those uh, experience. We're having those experiences with millennials that in leadership, because um, I know for me, like, and this is very important, what you said ties directly to it. We don't, I mean, sometimes they may not, millennials may not understand the process or the reason for the process or why it's being done a certain way. They look towards results. And sometimes, they may not have the bandwidth or the understanding or the uh, experience to deal with certain things the way that we're used to dealing with it. Now, in that particular case, we both have to give, Um, you know, but well, we have to go ahead. Well, I just, I just thought of something. I I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if we're not in the environment with the way we process matter, like for them, would it would it be detrimental to accomplishing 
whatever it is at the end of the day in the workplace. Right. I'm wondering. The goal. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering. Great question. I personally, I think I can work through it. Um, I'm more of the type of person that's vocal and uh, will probably ask a person or, you know, ensure that just kind of set the parameters and set the expectation that, hey, listen, this is what the goal is. Um, How we get there, will we have some challenges? Of course. But I would prefer, I prefer to work with individuals um, that are transparent about certain things. Um, I don't have a thin skin Mm. um, and would prefer that transparency so that I take the ultimate goal of achieving what we're trying to get done into consideration and let's get there. You know what I'm saying? So, Mm. yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. Well, you know, Mm -hmm. I like the, I've, I've always, we're going to wrap this up shortly. Um, But I want to, I just want to say that I like the teamwork ethic um, and I like for people to be able to be appointed wherever their strong, their strengths are and yes. and then collectively come if we have a, a problem. I like more so an environment where that kind of attitude is welcome, you know, Definitely. and I don't see a lot of that happening because there's lack of leadership in a lot of instances, especially in my workplace, there's lack of leadership. So because um, we need a stage set. You know, we we need something to give us an idea of where we're going and what the idea is. So um, I hope that in my next phase of my work life, where wherever I'm going, that I'll be able to create that kind of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so important. That is so important. That that's phenomenal. I am so glad that you have stated that because. Um, that allows all of us as listeners um, and hopefully they'll take, take, that's the best takeaway that we can provide and that, you know, we're all in this together. Yeah. So we just need to understand, um, you know, the situations that we're in, what goals we're trying to achieve um, and, and just work together, Um, work through your strengths, work through, any challenges that you have um, and turn them into strengths and uh, move forward. Yes. And Steve, I just like to add, I appreciate you for joining me. Um, I want to just keep hope alive. And I'll I'll, (laughs) I'll say that like that because, you know, sometimes you just look at it, you know, there may be some of us that look at these challenges and say, oh, I'm, I just don't want to have to deal with it. But we're not cut off from the world. Like the generation before yeah. us, they had a different mm-hmm. perspective about retirement. They had a different perspective about growing older, becoming seasoned. They had, mm-hmm. a, we're, we're living differently. And that's why I think it's 
very interesting to me that I kind of understand and get on board with what's happening instead of just being in the midst of it and have a what where's Waldo moment, you know? So, (laughs) (laughs) so I, I just, (laughs) that's why I, I, I just, it jolt that I got to use, I got to tag my own, um, podcast it said the thought jolted me one day I was sitting here at work and I was like wow you know this is really weird I don't like this I don't like this then I said what am I doing because I don't like (laughs) complaining unless I like I tell people all the time and I try to live by my own mantras um I'm not about problems I'm about solutions so (laughs) so you know it's don't be afraid of life because life's not afraid of you you got to live it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, we sure do. So we're going to conclude this, and I thank everyone for listening. Please leave a message, and I will respond. I'm still learning about little features about the podcast. Just hang in there. I hope you enjoy. By the time you listen to this, I probably have everything figured out. All right. Bye, Steve. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>